Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Resource Room Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to improve IEP goals for students working on letters and sounds. Crappy goals, we've all had them, okay? So I'm gonna start with a crappy letters and sounds goal. And then I wanna talk about the reasons why maybe I don't like that goal so much. And then how can we improve that? What can we do so that then it works again with our routines, the things that we're doing? And if you are somebody who uses my reading or my math interventions, I think this series will be even more helpful to you. Not that you have to use that. However, I'm gonna be giving examples of what I do and I'm using my reading or my math or my spelling intervention. And so a lot of that will tie together. So let's first start with the crappy goal. Greg will be able to name upper and lowercase letters of the alphabet and say the sounds. Goodness gracious, Lord have mercy, how much time do you have in your small groups? How much time do you have with each and every kid? If you are asking, say, a group of five students in front of you to name uppercase letters, lowercase letters, and the sounds, you will be there forever. You're never going to get to teach. You're only going to be progress monitoring. So what I like to do is break it into either upper or lower. Are we doing uppercase letters or lowercase letters? I don't think that we need to monitor both. In my mind, you're going to work on both in your group. If you're working on the letter B, you're going to be working on uppercase B, lowercase B. What sound does it make? You're targeting all three of those things. But for an IEP goal, I don't think we need to measure all of those things. When I'm doing this, I like to really focus on lowercase letters because that's what we see in a lot of our words. But I also know that, yes, I'm monitoring lowercase letters, but I'm still working on all of the other things. Maybe I want to focus on sounds for those lowercase letters, and maybe they don't know 26 out of 26 lowercase letters. Maybe they know 20 of them, and they're still picking up a few. Maybe some of those are a little bit inconsistent. While you're working on the sounds, you're still addressing the letter identification of it. So I say pick one. Are you working on identification or are you working on sounds? Are you working on uppercase? You're working on lowercase. But to throw all four of those, wow, I think that is just too much. Oftentimes, I think we assume that it's going to be the end of the IEP year. That's what I write a lot of mine to be by the end of the IEP year. I write that a lot. But this goal didn't even name when are we accomplishing this? Is this by the middle of the year? Is that by the end of the year? By the end of the IEP year, which might be February? You know, when is this going to be? Can I show them pictures? Can I prompt them? Can I give them options? You know, if I gave them flashcards? What are we doing to ensure that they are able 
to name that letter or produce the sound or whatever it is that we target. So how would I improve this? I would say by the end of the IEP year, when shown letter cards with the lowercase letters of the alphabet, Greg will be able to independently name the letter. Now, maybe if you had a student in mind for a goal like this, maybe you would make it upper instead of lower. Maybe you would make it the letters in their name instead of all of the letters of the alphabet. Maybe you want them to produce the sound instead of name the letter. That's your choice. You know your kids, you know what they need. So that aspect of it doesn't matter as much as narrowing in, diving in on what do they need and then know you're gonna be working on those other things in the group, but what do you think is the most important thing to drill down and monitor? With a goal like this, what I like to do is most of the time, I'm the teacher at the table. I'm the one holding the flashcards. I'm the one holding up the letters. However, when it's time to progress monitor, I give the flashcards to one of those students and then I can keep track of which letters were they able to say on their own and which letters did I have to prompt them and tell them they were. So I don't always do this at the beginning of the year because we're still learning. But like as I'm recording this now, it's Christmas time. And so a lot of my students, they are mastering a lot of these lowercase letters. And so maybe they only know half of them, but they love to be the teacher. And even if they have to get help with some of those letters, that's okay. And then I can be tracking how many of those did they get correct. And I love doing that because that literally did not take any additional time in our group to collect that data. It's all there. So I'm not stopping instruction. The group is still learning. The group is still practicing their letters. But that student is the one that I'm watching for that day. Um, at the beginning of the year when we're not quite ready for that, I do... I will be the teacher, I will be the one holding the flashcards, and then I try to watch one student per day. Now, if you have groups larger than five, that can become difficult. But most of my groups are around the, you know, five students, and so on Monday I can watch the student in the first chair, Tuesday, student in the second chair, Wednesday, the student right in front of me, Thursday, the fourth chair, Friday, the fifth chair, and it just works. I'm never stopping instruction to collect that data. It's just there. So I encourage you to think of what are you doing in your groups where you could collect data kind of organically. The kids don't even know you're collecting data. They're just being the teacher. Now, I hope you'll join me next week where we'll be talking about IEP goals for students working to decode words with typical spelling patterns. So CVC words, beginning blends, vowel teams, those kind of things. So have a great week and I'll talk to you then. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.